Business Matters, in association with ATU Donegal's Faculty of Business. If you're an owner or manager in the food production business, consider the new one-year Level 8 Higher Diploma in Food Business and Product Innovation. It's just one three-hour lecture weekly. Call 9186600 or email gary.mcgill at atu.ie. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. My guest this week is the founder of Donegal Natural Soap Company in Glenties, Isabel Sanger. Isabel began making soap for family and friends and set up her company in 2010. As a member of the Guaranteed Irish team, Isabel is always searching for new Irish ingredients to use and promote in her product range, which currently stands at 35. A graduate in aeronautical engineering, Isabel also holds a master's degree in bioengineering. Isabel, you're very welcome to Business Matters. Thank you very much, Kieran, for having me on. Isabel, can you tell me how a graduate in aeronautical engineering ended up setting up their own company here in Glenthys? Yes, um, that seems a very long time ago. Um, so yes, I did um, aeronautical engineering um, and then I went on after a three-year traineeship with Lucas Aerospace in the UK. I went on to do bioengineering um, and I worked for a small R&D medical device company. Um, then I got married and returned back to Donegal, um, and I had had a family. So, um, and then in when my second son was two, he got um, quite bad infantile eczema. Um, so it made me go back to think about natural products, what are are in everyday items that we buy. Um, my childhood was very much outdoors. My mum was very passionate about nature. You're native of Remelton? Yes, I am. I'm from Remelton. Um, so I, you know, my mum had eight children. So, um, for her sanity, she used to take us on very long walks. And so we would have known all the highways and byways of Remelton. And so, you know, she taught us a lot about the flora and fauna. We would have picked hazelnuts. We would have gone and picked mussels on the shore. Um, she was really passionate about simple, good ingredients, and that's you know what I've come back to. And when my son um, got his condition, it really made me think. So I just started experimenting with soaps, really. And what was the next step uh, after that? Yeah, so that was I started to make soaps for friends and family, and they really liked the products. Can you remember the first uh, soap bar you made? Yes, it was a manuka honey and olive oil, very simple, unscented bar. Um, and so it was very creamy and I just shared it around. I just made it with stuff I had in the cupboard and they really, really liked it. Um, and then I started in a country market, just selling bars and getting feedback from customers. And what was the feedback early on like? It was very positive. People loved it. Um, the thing about natural soap is that it contains extra oil and it also has a component in it called glycerin, which is a natural humectant. So what it does is it draws water into itself and into the skin. So it's really hydrating. And you mentioned your son there, Isabel, and the condition uh, he had, eczema. How severe was his condition and how much did it improve uh, through the products that you were making? Yes, well, I mean, the thing about eczema is it's a complicated skin condition. And it's, you know, to be comfortable in your skin is something that if you are comfortable in, you take for granted. Um, but if you have a condition like psoriasis or eczema, um, it's really, really uncomfortable. And it's difficult to treat. So when I say that I made products for eczema, you know, natural soap will not cure eczema. So I had to go to a dermatologist, follow advice, get his eczema under a control. Um, but natural soap 
is moisturising. It's much more moisturising than commercial soap because it contains this glycerin. And in the process of making soap, you can control the extra amount of oil that's in the soap. Um, and you can control what that oil is depending on where you put it in the soap making process. So that's why it really protects um, the barrier of your skin. So with people with dry skin conditions, um, using a natural handmade soap, high glycerin soap, is much more benef- beneficial than the commercial bars. So in my case, with my son, I got his eczema under control by going to a dermatologist and following you know, their direction, which is really important because they're the professionals, and then using natural products, simple products, um, natural high glycerin soap really, really helped. And it's basically meant that I, we've kept the condition at bay. So it's really good at keeping your skin supple and moisturised. So when did you decide to make a business and make a go of a business through your products? Yes, well, my husband's an accountant, so when I, you know, started to think about possibly wanting to go into shops, he said, Isabel, you have to do your market research. So he, you know, he put a, I put a couple of samples together, I packaged them, um, you know, the, it had a bow around it, um, the, the, and I went off to shops actually just around Letterkenny, um, and I also looked at what was on the market um, was there other Irish products? Um, where was my niche? So there really wasn't a huge amount of Irish handmade soap then. This did, was back in 2010. Did that make up your mind to go for then? Yeah, well, the feedback from the, the shops and the pharmacists and the health food shops that I went into was, yes, definitely, you know, a, 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 a niche for this product and they would have definitely taken it on. So that really made me go away and feel confident. And, you know, I also asked questions about packaging, size of the bar, price point. I got really valuable information from that research. So it was very valuable. So from there, what next? From there, I got, um, I think I started with five different shops in Letterkenny and a couple in Donegal Town. What year was that? That was, I suppose it was probably 2010. I think it was late 2010. So I'd been making soap probably for six months before that, before I decided to look into the wholesale route. And did you manage to cash in on the Christmas markets in the first year? I didn't really. I mean, I, I probably didn't have that plan at that point. You know, I was kind of just starting the journey. So really, I was just anxious to get my product into more hands and being tried. And really, because I did have small kids, I kind of wanted it to just grow slowly and organically so, so I wasn't going to you know just go fast you know off the races really. so it wasn't slow burner it was yeah and it really was a slow burner for the first five years and um, because you know my kids and I you know I have um, four kids so and they were all very small so I just wanted to keep it manageable and I really enjoy you know I really enjoyed it so and I had that I suppose balance so five years on did you make a decision then to scale up the business I did. So I think it was 2016 I went to showcase. So that was when I really felt ready to start to look at, at growing my wholesale market. And obviously you've got a lot of confidence from the previous five years and a lot of learnings in that time as well, Isabel. Well, exactly. I mean, my product, you know, your product portfolio develops over time and, you know, you make products and, you know, you're happy with them. But sometimes you will launch them into the market and, you know, they will just be too slow a burner 
to remain on your product line. So there is that refinement. And actually, that goes on all through, you know, business life, really. Um, so that first six years was fantastic. It was really kind of, I suppose, the 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 nursery for my business. So can you talk to me uh, about your products, Isabel? Yes. So I make um, natural handmade soap. So that would be my core business. And I make about 12 bars in different scents and varieties and additives. Um, and I try and incorporate as many Irish c- components and ingredients as I can. So I'm always looking for, you know, ingredients around me or that people are producing here. And there is a wealth of those. Um, I use heather honey from um, Aragal Apiaries, Donegal Seaweed from Donegal Bay Sea Veg. Um, they hand harvest their seaweed, so in a sustainable fashion. Um, I use raw goat's milk from a local farmer who is, you know, organic practices. Um, nettles, I have my own nettle patch, which I guard and maintain. Um, nettles are fussier growers than I realized. You know, they like certain places. Um, Heather from the hills. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I try and keep it uniquely Irish and to have that identity. Yeah. That's what sets you apart from other products, the fact that everything is sourced locally. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and, and then there's the rapeseed oil um, is Irish organic as well. So, yes, I do. I mean, obviously, I do have exotic oils in it. You know, soaps have cocoa butter and shea butter. But I am looking more towards much more locally. So I have local where absolutely possible. And then obviously there is things that I will have to bring in invariably to make the product. But certainly the sustainability of my business is something that's always been at the forefront of my mind. And, you know, when I started my business, my mother was very environmentally aware. And the first thing she said to me was, Isabel, you can't use palm oil. And, you know, it wasn't really talked about then. It wasn't really realized how damaging that monocrop culture is in the world at the minute. So, you know, that was kind of a founding premise of my business was a palm oil-free soap. And there was very, very few palm oil-free soaps on the market then. So that, you know, and so I've tried to, you know, at the minute I'm looking at, um, you know, carbon neutrality and I've built a pond here and I'm growing a woodland if the deer will let me. Um, uh, so I'm trying to think about all of those things. I think it's it's the only way we can do business now. And just in terms of your product range, how many products have you uh, in your range at the minute, Isabel? Well, you know, I probably have lost count, but I think that I make 35 products. And then I also stock some local, locally crafted. So I have Donegal socks. I stock some Moville pottery. Um, I have, you know, some lovely wood turned products by a local gentleman here in Glenties. Um, so, you know, and because I create gift sets and that's, you know, really popular for, you know, um, events and Christmas time. So, Sorry, Isabel, can you explain the, the process of making, say, a bar of soap? Yes. So you basically take an alkaline salt and you blend it with vegetable oils and butters. So I would use olive oil, castor oil, organic shea butter, co- cocoa butter, um, rapeseed oil, sweet almond oil. And so you bring this alkaline salt together with the oils um, and you blend it together to a batter and you pour it into a mold and it undergoes a process called saponification. So that's the making of soap. And then these are made in long wooden molds and they're cut and then they're put in the rack to cure for a month. Um, and then they, so that curing process allows them to mellow their pH to adjust and then they're ready for sale. Simple as that? 
well, it's not simple. I mean, it takes a long time and a lot of manual labor. But yeah, you know, it's it's a creative process. I mean, there's, you know, the choice of all of the beautiful butters. There's the aromatherapy element, which is massive. I mean, people, when they buy a bar of soap, the first thing they will do is pick it up and smell it. I mean, the scent is massively important and it's often very tricky. Yeah, talking about scent, we're upstairs in your office here in Glendies and the smell is just lovely up here. Yeah, it is. It's all it's all here. You know, this is the top of the house, so it kind of floats up here. And um, it is. And people, you know, there's all sorts of different blends. There's lavender, there's the woody, there's the spice, there's the sweet, there's the floral. People have different. So I try and cover, you know, all of those scent bases. And then I try and, you know, make a few kind of different ones. So it is, you know, that's kind of the alchemy. You know, there's the alchemy of making the soap and then there's also the alchemy of the aromatherapy element. So, Isabel, who does what here? So, well, I am um, full-time in the business and um, I am the main manufacturer and I suppose the office end of it and um, the sales and the order dispatch. And then I have three people in the business also um, spread over the week um, in the areas of e-commerce, packaging, um, manufacturing assistance, um, DIY, that kind of thing. So really there's myself full-time and then three part-time. How big a part does the e-commerce end uh, play in your business? Well, it has always been a part of my business, but for the first, I would say, eight years, it was, I suppose, a trickle. And, you know, it is something you have to manage and feed and look after. And, you know, I think that for me, initially, I had a website and I just felt you could leave it there and it would work. But that's not how that works. And there, we'll take a break. Are you an owner or manager within a food production business? ATU's Faculty of Business will support you with its one-year Level 8 Higher Diploma in Food Business and Product Innovation. Future-proof your operations by completing one three-hour online lecture weekly, all while working your normal schedule. Contact the Work-Based Learning Program Development Manager on 918 or email gary.mcgill at atu.ie. You're welcome back. Before the break, Isabel was talking about the e-commerce part of her business. So really, um, I got a trading online voucher from Enterprise Ireland. Um, I can't remember what year, 2014 possibly. And I revamped my website. Um, And that made a huge difference because, you know, SEO and you know, all of these kind of optimizations that you have to do in your website. So that really helped. Um, and then the social media element really drives business. So, you know, it, it was good. And then with COVID, um, it really took off, you know, like many businesses in Ireland, it, um, it grew significantly. Um, trade fell away, obviously, because there was the closures, um, during the pandemic. I was just going to ask you, yeah. were you closed here during the, the lockdowns? I was closed in terms of all of my employees. Um, had to, you know, obviously uh, isolate at home. So I was really here. I drafted in family members. Um, so really the trade dropped away, but the online came up to meet the deficit. So in fact, during COVID, you know, my business, you know, remained flat. So, I, you know, I didn't really, apart from the change of dynamic within the business itself, and um, the online really carried me through COVID. Did you take much learnings uh, from the, the COVID period? Well, I did. Um, luckily, I was ready in terms 
of manufacturing. So I had the stock level. So I was able, you know, to continue the business myself. Had I not, you know, it kind of hit at a time when I had been ready for shops to open. So I had good stock levels. Um, and in a way, um, the online is a bit easier to manage from a family perspective because, you know, I, there's only so many hours I can give to the business. So in a way, I worked less um, and it was more manageable almost for me. Did it open up new markets? Well, definitely I had more engagement directly with my customers. So online, you get to communicate directly to the people buying and trying your products. So that was great for me to be able to get a feel for, you know, who buys my products, what they like. So that was fantastic for a, a sense of market research of products that are... So who does buy your products and where are they? Well, I mean, they're in many, many places in Donegal. In fact, most of my shops would be in Donegal. So really, I have massive local support for my product. So how important is the Donegal label, Donegal natural label on your products? I think it's immensely important. Um, I did once have um, a query from a shop down south and they felt that my soap wouldn't really sell because of the Donegal being a part of it. But actually, that has never held me back. I think Donegal is extremely strong. Um, it's, you know, in terms of a natural product, Donegal says to me, rugged, beautiful, wild, pure. Um, and there's many Donegal products that have never been held back. Um, so I'm immensely proud. And really, my upbringing in Donegal has had a profound effect on my business. So I don't think, you know, I could ever leave it out. You're 12, going into your 13th year in business here, Isabel. What's the best lesson you've learned in that time? Well, I think that um, there are many hurdles in business and there are times when you think that, you know, you can't overcome them, but the sun rises in the morning and, you know, then you realize that there's a solution. So, you know, I've hit many brick walls. Um, when I started, we were kind of in a recession in 2010 and then we kind of came slightly out of it and then back into another and then coming out of it and Brexit and COVID and, you know, the war and the energy crisis. Um, so I think that, you know, if you grow at a level at which, you know, you have to drive your business at a level that you can manage. But, you know, generally, you know, the good times will eventually come back around and just, you know, you can get through the brick wall. And we always based here at the back of the house. Well, actually, um, yes, I started here. I had a little kind of small wooden cabin at one point. I had a couple of rooms in the main house at one point. We did move to Wicklow for a few years. So Donegal Natural Soap moved to Wicklow for a few years, um, uh, but we moved it back. Um, so it, it remained Donegal. Um, so yes, it has grown significantly. And then we built this um, house. So this is purpose built now for the soap works. So it has a proper home. Tell me, Isabel, what advice would you give your 21-year-old self? Oh, gosh, that's a hard question. <laughs> I would probably travel. I have traveled more. Um, and possibly, I suppose this was before I was 21, but probably would have repeated the leaving cert. You know, um, you know, when you look back, uh, you think of all the things you should have done, I suppose, travel more. And, you know, I would have loved to have done medicine was my, my kind of thing that I would have liked to have done. Um, and I suppose I wanted to run off and, and, you know, head to college with my friends. So, you know, but no regrets, really. Life takes you where you're meant to be. What was the attraction uh, to the aeronautical sector? Well, really, um, I had wanted, as I said, to do medicine and I didn't get the five A's required. Um, so 
I suppose I was good at maths and physics. You know, they were my strong subjects. So I suppose when you're 17, which is the age I was at, you know, which was quite young at the time, I suppose I just looked at what um, what degree would suit those strengths. It was really as simple as that. And you mentioned uh, your childhood in Remelton and being very close to nature. It's no accident that you ended up, I suppose, doing what you're doing now in another way. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, I returned to Donegal to be close to my family and my mum, and I have always loved Donegal, and I suppose I know Donegal and where to go, you know, my passions are being out and hill walking and, you know, enjoying, you know, the hedgerows and the shore, I love the beach, and I suppose I ha- it has it all, and it's a great place to raise kids, um, Glenties is a fantastic town, so many clubs and societies, so yeah, I think Donegal, and I think a lot of people are realising um, that Donegal is a very special place. What is life like here in Glenthys at the moment from a, a business point of view? Well, I'm uh, uh, very well supported here. I have my soaps in the local shop, Shopalunasa, um, and it, it sells extremely well. I have, you know, massive support all through Donegal. In fact, so many of my online orders are from Donegal. So um, business is very, very strong and... Um, and, and Glenties is a bustling town. We have a wonderful hotel here. So as I said, it's a great place. Lots of clubs. The GAA is very strong. Cycling clubs. Um, strong community. Is there a person in business that you admire most, Isabel? Yes. So um, there's a company um, in Donegal Town called the Pear and Paper, um, run by Lynn. Um, she runs her business. Um, she has a beautiful letter press. It runs without electricity all of the paper and card that she doesn't use. She makes these beautiful papier-mâché flower pots. So she has this amazing circular economy in her business where she has very low um, carbon um, imprint. So I really admire that. I think, you know, she's got the circular economy in her business, really, um, you know, well on its way to being fully sustainable. I suppose the other business person, I'm not sure if it's a business person, but um, there is a man who inherited an estate in County Meath. It's Dunsany um, Wildlife, and he has rewilded his 300 hectare estate. You know, he's returned it completely to wildlife. So I really admire that, you know, um, because I think that's kind of where we need to go environmentally in this country. We have huge open spaces and I think rewilding and rewooding is kind of what we need to do. What's the best part of being your own boss, Isabel? Well, um, I suppose the flexibility. You know, I have four kids and, you know, sometimes I get called back, you know, to pick them up or there's appointments or so I suppose it's that that flexibility is fantastic. You know, if when you're both working, there's, you know, kind of more ties. So I think the flexibility um, and not maybe having to dress up every day, <laughs> depending on your job, you know, and being able to go down to the pond and have a coffee. Are you involved in any of the local business networks in the county as well? Well, I am a member of the Donegal Designer Makers and we have a lovely shop in our draw. So we are a, a group of creative artists and um, potters, ceramicists, textile artists. And we get together and do, you know, craft fairs together and we have the shop together and we kind of um, share knowledge between ourselves. How important is that sharing of knowledge? It's fantastic because when you are self-employed and you're working on your own and you're making something, you often don't have time to keep up with you know, the grants that are on offer or the opportunities or, you know, the 
the grants or, or all of these things. Um, and so it's just sharing that knowledge. So we have different communication pathways that we, we let people know what's going on and we get together and we share ideas and collaborate. You know, collaborations within Donegal is very strong. And, you know, I've done a couple of collaborations, you know, um, with Kinnegar Brewing. I made a soap with them and with New Kid Coffee in Letterkenny. So, you know, um, I think that there's a lot of creative people coming together to do joint products, joint ventures. And has there been an increase in that uh, since COVID, for example? Well, I think so. I think because it's a handshaking thing, you know, if you have a social uh, media pathway and you're sharing it with another creative person, that's, you know, two people's um, audience being able to see these products. So I think it is, it's about um, getting your um, brand out there and um, just coming together, you know, to, to bring two great products together and two great brands together makes it stronger. And I know you're, you're very much in favour of the one-to-one uh, in-person meetings as opposed to the virtual, which I suppose were born out of necessity for a while. Yeah, I am, definitely. I mean, I am a one-to-one person and I do like to meet people and I wouldn't, you know, I did say no to the Zoom end of things for quite a long time, you know, when COVID started, but I did have to, you know, um, you know, eventually embrace it to some degree, but definitely I would prefer to meet people face-to-face. If you had followed your childhood dream job, Isabel, and I know you mentioned your love of medicine earlier on, what would you be doing now? Well, it's hard to know. I mean, you know, I did really want to do medicine for many, many, many years and did think about going back to study it. But I suppose I don't really have any regrets. I'm really happy doing what I do and I'm with my family life and where we live. Um, A little bit more sunshine would be nice. Um, I think if there was another job it might be in you know environmental education or you know possibly but it's hard to say you know we can do that in different ways anyway but has the next generation shown any interest in the Donegal National Soap Company yes they have actually I had my daughter in here she's eight and she wanted a job and I had her making boxes and um and yeah my sons do come and help out you know um so they are definitely you know they they want to cherry pick the jobs um and I have to let them know that you know uh, you can't typically do that so but at least they're, they're keen to work they are they are which is great and finally Isabel what does the future hold for yourself and Donegal National Soap Company Yes, well, I mean, I really enjoy what I do and I have, you know, many, many projects and products in my mind. Really, I suppose time is always against me. Um, so really at the minute, because my, my, you know, I have family four and they're still young, I'm kind of in a holding pattern. I'm happy with the level I'm at. Um, and maybe when they're older and, you know, I have more time. But for now, I suppose I'm happy with where it's at and um, just delighted that, you know, I'm, I'm making soap that people really appreciate. Isabel Sanga, founder of the Donegal National Soap Company in Glenthys, thanks for taking the time to talk to us on Business Matters. Thank you so much, Kieran. Well, that's it for this edition of Business Matters. Thanks to my guest, Isabel Sanga. Thanks to Kenneth Wilson on sound. And thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters, in association with ATU Donegal's Faculty of Business. If you're an owner or manager in a food production business, consider the new one-year Level 8 Higher Diploma in Food Business and Product Innovation. It's just one three-hour lecture weekly. Call 918 or email gary.mcgill at atu.ie. 